Christmas is all about giving. But it's also, if we're honest, it's often really about wanting, too. And it's that kind of wanting that I think I want to offer just a couple of thoughts around. Um, it makes me think of um, Simeon. Simeon had been stationed in the temple for years and years, waiting for uh, the Christ child to come, the promised one, the one that was going to bring the restoration uh, for Israel. And, and, um, and let me just read you the passage uh, from Luke chapter 2. And there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon and, who was righteous and devout. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him into his arms, and he praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For the, my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory for your people Israel. Simeon had this moment that he had been preparing for really his whole life. And so if we were to talk about this season of giving as well as a season of wanting, um, it's important that we look at Simeon's life because he knew how to um, uh, want the right things. And then he also seemed to know what to do with the right things. And for Simeon, he was looking for the comfort of Israel. You have this oppressive government of Rome that was holding back God's people, that was oppressing them, that was, that was taking their land away, that was causing them to live on subsistence existence. And what they were looking for was what had happened. They were looking for a new Moses. When Moses delivered the people out of slavery from Egypt, they were looking for that new Moses who would deliver them, and they got so much more. But it wasn't just simply that they would find sort of an economic freedom uh, or, or a less oppressive, but there would be someone who would bring salvation even in the midst of their turmoil, that they could experience hope in the midst of oppression, that they could experience comfort and peace and even joy even if the circumstances around them were not going to be alleviated immediately. And so here's Simeon. He wanted the comfort of his people. And so he wanted, uh, I think, some of the things that we should want. And for him, he was looking for the comfort of Israel, and he cared that the people were suffering around him. And he wanted something for others, not just himself. And I think God wants to heal our broken world as well as our broken lives. And I think this is the testimony of what it means to be in community because it's not just trying to fix me, it's trying to fix us. And part of growing me, finding my salvation, also means that I'm bringing help and healing and wholeness and hope to other people. Maybe that's part of my greatest need. See, the gift of Christ, whatever the cause, will begin or can begin to heal our broken lives. And I also think Christ can begin to heal our own desires. And my desires need shaping by something eternal. My desires need shaping by something bigger than me. 
In fact, it was Psalm 106 that gives this beautiful tale of what happened and how God provided for the people of Israel in the desert. They came out of slavery and then they began wandering and God gave them everything they needed. He gave them water and then he gave them manna and then he gave them quail. And yet it says that their hearts, their souls became lean. Be careful what you want for because God provided for all their needs and it says that their souls became lean. And I don't want to get so far ahead that I forget to express gratitude for what God is already doing, what he has provided uh, and how I can steward that. So what do we do with what we are given? Um, C.S. Lewis wrote these words about, how, about our desires. He says, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because he cannot imagine what he meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. The question is, what do you want? for Christmas. For Simeon, it was, I wanted the comfort of the people around me. I'm seeing the needs around it, and it's breaking me. But then he got what he wanted, and he held the Christ child. And in that moment, he held the child, and he says, now I can depart in peace. And he knew this child would be destined to be the hope of the world. And he wanted comfort of Israel. And what he got was peace. What he got was the assurance that the Messiah had come, and the gift of holding the Christ child in his arms. Christ had come into the world and he says now you can take me Lord see this fifth candle represents Christ himself who was born to provide us with both grace and forgiveness it's a celebration of the fulfillment as, as represented in Christ's birth uh, and the hope and the final fulfillment when Christ comes again to bring final peace. We get to work out our salvation, not as something that we just receive, but it's something that we give. We're not to just simply be a vessel for it. We're supposed to be a vehicle through which it flows. So when we say, God, I receive your son and I receive forgiveness, it's not something that we're supposed to simply contain. Part of working out our salvation is that then we can be free because we can forgive another. We can receive hope and give hope to another. This is the beauty that Christ has come.